Portland State University's History Department presents This Week Back Then. This week we're jumping to 1907 when Julia Rotillo was born. I'm Kim Andrews. Who might you ask is Julia Rotilla? Rotilla was an amazing fighter and an advocate for the poor, underprivileged, and dispossessed in Portland and her other communities. Today we celebrate her legacy by detailing her efforts and power to create change over decades. Born from humble roots, Rutila came from working class background among the early Oregon sawmill industry. Her father, John Goodman, was an active member of the Industrial Workers of the World, also known as Wobblies. Her mother, Ella Goodman, was also an activist. She was known to give out birth control when it was illegal and linked the family to Dr. Marie Equi, one of Portland's early abortionists and women's rights advocate. My mother was a much more practical person than my father. He was a very forceful person and a forceful speaker. My mother was quiet and a low-key type of person, but she had a good deal of steel and iron in her. By 1936, Rotilla helped organize the Free Ray Becker Committee, Becker was the last Everett Washington Wobbly in prison following the November 1919 events when the American Legion and the IWW clashed and five men died. To publicize Becker's case, she began writing for the Timber Worker, the Woodworkers Union paper, a position she held until 1940. Locally, Rotilla continued to picket against organizations such as the International Longshoremen and Warehouse Union despite pleas and threats from their national representative to stop. Eventually, Rutila's tenacity won the day and the ILWU gave up trying to force the protesters to stop their actions on behalf of the Committee for the Industrial Organizations. During World War II, she continued her Communist Party affiliations and wrote several articles about its doctrine. However, these actions put her on the FBI radar. The FBI questioned her editorials but Rutila explained her articles were protected under the First Amendment freedom of press. Well, the big witch hunt started in the ILWU, and a lot of people were subpoenaed to come to these awful hearings charged with being Reds. Of course, what the Un-American Activities Committee was after, they were after the Union. They didn't give a... if they were red, yellow, or purple. Eventually, she was set free, but remained under surveillance. By the end of World War II, Rotilla continued to work on women's suffrage, stopping of nuclear weapons, and even helping the Vanport community after the flood. She recovered from her depression and a 1949 suicide attempt with the support of another communist sympathizer, Oscar Rotilla. In 1956, she was subpoenaed by the House on Un-American Activities Committee to account for her communist beliefs, strike activities, and providing relief for the foreign-born, but was later released. Rutila fought racism, warmongering, and economic injustices until the end. It has been said that if there was a picket line, then she was in it. She retired to Alaska and passed away in 1991. She left a legacy of advocacy for Portland's underprivileged. She also taught the younger generations how to fight through her actions and publications. For more on this topic and others, please visit pdx.edu history.